Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cornerstone Christian Church of God podcast, where we are devoted to bringing restoration and transformation to all. To stay connected and find out more about what God is doing in His church, please visit our website, cccghq.org. Thank you so much, and we hope you are blessed by this message. The sun shall no longer be my light by day, nor shall the moon brush like to me. But the Lord will be to me an everlasting light, and my God, my glory. Let's take the theme for this month, one, to go. I shall drink the milk of the Gentiles and milk the breasts of kings, and I shall know that he, the Lord, is my Savior and my Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. You believe thou shalt, amen. Cornerstone, arise and shine. My light has come. Put your hands together for Jesus. And you're welcome to be seated. Amen. Thank you, Father. We're going to pray that God would open our eyes this morning or this afternoon. The Lord said to me that for many people, their issue is not whether God is moving or not, but the issue is the extent of their vision how far they can see, how far they can see, how far they can see. I need you to know that when God says something to you, God is thinking about the whole world, not just your village. When God says something to you, when God gives you an assignment, even if it's to clean the toilets, He's thinking about the whole world, not just your family. He said, we don't have a power problem, we have a vision problem. How far are you looking? What are you seeing? How far? How far? I need you to know that your life can touch this whole world. Your life and my life can impact the entire world. Our base might be Edmonton, but our our audience is the whole world. In the days of Apostle Paul, they did not have the internet, but they had a vision. They didn't have the tools for making it easy to reach the world, but they had the vision. God said to Abraham, as far as your eyes can see, if God has given you a business, begin to see it go around the world. Don't be satisfied. Be contented, but don't be satisfied with just your neighborhood. The anointing of God can project anything God has given you across the entire world in due time. In due time. And that is the story of your church, of this ministry. No matter where you start from, you must keep your sights set on the whole world. We don't have a power problem, but he says we have a vision problem. People are short-sighted. Hence the message that came on Thursday. If you are eating your future today, because you're competing with others in the, thing you want, the things you need to buy, the clothes. Uh, uh, it shows that you have a vision problem. 
Because if you have the future in mind, there are certain financial decisions you'll not be making today. But I know that that message has hit home. I pray that God would open your eyes to see how far he can take you. I pray God would open your understanding and give you the grace to pay the price to reach the world. We've heard testimonies from here. Our sister into the, that is in the fashion industry of how God is making her work already international. In due time, but you need to catch the vision. We're not saying you should rush and begin to, 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 to extend yourself unnecessarily. No. Stay where you are, but keep your sights on the nations of the earth. My destiny would not end in this city of Edmonton. It's too small. No, 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 no. It's too small. I thank God for where we've started. But where we are going is too far ahead of us. You'll be, your audience will be sought in places where if they told you now, you just drop, you just, you just faint. If they told you where some of us, where our audience will be sought, not for arrest, but because, <laughs> but because they want to draw from the value that God has given. Vision. Begin to dream about the future. From the bush somewhere, Joseph was already dreaming about the future. And the time came where that word came to pass. He did not bring it to pass. Faithful is he who calls you, who also will do it. Our job is to stay in the place of the calling. And let the caller be satisfied that you are faithful. And then you begin to open doors. And then open doors. I read about a man that caught hair, a barber, who flies his clients. Some of them, they send for him with their private jets so that he can come and cut their hair where they are. Just, just let that sink in. Let that settle in your spirit. They will send... Their private jets will go and used to pick him up so that he can come and cut their hair. So jet fuel was expended, was used. A pilot has to go and do that job. Uh, at least one air hostess or one, whatever you want to call them, has to go just so that one person can go and cut another person's hair. But somebody felt it was enough value. They, they flew over many barbing saloons just to get one person. But if you ask him, it's on YouTube, you can, you can search it out. If you ask him, you see, vision is a problem. Vision, people don't dream big enough. If you ask him, he'll tell you he saw those things ahead of time. He's in the city of Lagos in Nigeria. Among one of the many, but I've never seen any Babi Salud like he has anywhere in the world, including in the so-called developed countries. It's vision. The problem is vision. What are you seeing? What are you seeing? The Bible says, what eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard, what has not entered the heart of man, 
Sometimes you just need to close your eyes because there are too many distractions in your immediate vicinity. You need to see way further than what is happening to you right this very moment. But I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, they are good and not of evil. There are some people, God will give them a prophecy, but because of the state of their heart, they reject it and they would rather stay in, in mediocrity. And they call it humility. It's not humility. You will answer to God. There are some of us that God has ordained that kings and queens must seek our attention. And you are one of those people. But do you accept that challenge? Do you accept to begin to hone your gifts and your skills? The barber they used private jet to go and bring, is that the one that will make a mistake while cutting his hair? You had better not make mistakes. You will grow that hair back immediately. <laughs> you will grow the hair back. <laughs> and the styles they are calling him to come and cut are not complicated styles. It's not the one that is just punk and then move it here. No, not complicated. But, but he has so honed his crafts. You cut your hair, no bumps, no... I, I mean, everything done with excellence. And I see you in that realm in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is not just to make us feel somehow and make you cry and make you shake. The Holy Ghost is way more than that. The Holy Spirit has a prominent role in the life of a believer if we engage with the Holy Spirit. Ah. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The value of the Holy Ghost is in the communion with the Holy Ghost. Many of us know of him, but we don't know him. Jesus, in Luke chapter 3, verse 21 to 22, just give us an introduction and then we'll get into some practical things. Luke chapter 3, 21 and 22. When all the people were baptized, ordinarily, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven. The Holy Ghost. So you can see this is one of the scriptures that alludes to the fact that there's a trinity. Because you see all three of them in this one verse. Jesus was on the earth. The Holy Spirit came on him, but then a voice came from heaven. What voice was that? That was the Father. The Holy Ghost came upon Jesus. So the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son in this one verse. Yet some people are arguing about Trinity. He says, you are my beloved Son. In you, I am well pleased. And we know from Scripture that Jesus could not do anything until he was empowered by the Holy Ghost. When you experience Hearing a message 
that is being spoken to many people, yet you would say they were talking to you. The person that did that was the Holy Spirit. As is happening today again, that person is the Holy Spirit. When you read the book of Acts, because, because of the grace of God on my life and the office that I occupy, I love practical things. I'm not in the business of this Greek word and that Greek word and all those things. I, can, I do that for my own study every so often. I'm led to, to, to enhance the teaching that is mentioned. But there are some people that that's their calling. For me, I, I look for practical things. Lord, what is the way? How do we get there? And that's the apostolic gifting. Now, if you look at what we're looking at today, the Holy Spirit, our main focus is, who is the Holy Spirit? And how can I take advantage of the ministry of the Holy Spirit? When you see someone running, running, but they are not getting tired, you know that there's something backing them up. It is one thing to know how to play soccer. It's another thing to wear the right boots and to have the right gear that would, that would engrace you for playing soccer. Many of us played with barefoot, or you're trying to score a free kick like Messi, and the ball is just not spinning the way it spins in the video game or in real life. Part of it is the shoes. Now, in the book of Acts, you see that <clears throat> people were enjoying certain miracles and signs and wonders. Then you ask yourself, what was making them enjoy those things? And the answer is the Holy Spirit. Okay? In Acts chapter 19 from verse 1 and 2, verses 1 and 2 rather, the Bible says, notice... The Bible says, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took, let me read it from here. While Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when, not, did, do you know of the Holy Spirit? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? This is our, the major aspect of, to, because how can you talk about the Holy Spirit in, in, in what? How many minutes? No, it's impossible. But what we are looking at is, have you received the Holy Spirit since you have believed? You have experienced the Holy Spirit. Once in a while, he has come, he has guided you. But have you received the ministry of the Holy Spirit? That's the question. And they said to him, we have not so much as heard. Which means some have heard, but they've not received. But they, they didn't even hear. There are many people here in person today that are afraid of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they have seen some people 
manifesting in court what they said was the Holy Ghost. But you did not like what you saw. Some people are here today in person. I don't know of those online, but the Lord is saying those in person, especially. They know of the Holy Spirit, but they, they have not come to the point of receiving the Holy Ghost. Do you know the funny thing? Some of them even speak in tongues. Or let's say some of them have spoken in tongues before. What does it mean to receive the Holy Ghost? It means what it is for a man and a woman to get married. Where the man puts the ring on the woman's finger. Saying, now this is ownership. And the woman puts a ring on the man's finger, also signifying ownership, exclusivity. So it's not just that, oh, I love you, I love you, what's up, girl, what's up, guy, and all those things. It's now going a step further and saying, you know what? I love you so much that I want to be exclusive to you. That's what it means to receive the Holy Spirit. Some have received him, but have grieved him because they've gone around sleeping with other people. Yet they are supposed to be married to somebody. And, and, and the one that you ought to be married to is there saying, hey, hey, we are separated, but we haven't divorced yet. But if they continue on that way, like Samson, then the divorce is now done. And then they want to rise up as before, but nothing happens because the Holy Ghost has left them. So when we say receiving the Holy Ghost, it is understanding that it is a marriage affair. That's why it's a baptism. And that first time, just like on the day of the marriage, excited couples, they want to consummate their wedding that day. Amen. So, 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 so then the, the consummation at that point is praying, speaking in tongues. It's a validation of the fact that a marriage has occurred between you and the Holy Spirit. And then it comes in. You can be looking at a girl you like and keep looking and telling your friends that one day if you don't make a move, you hear she'll give you her wedding invitation. And then you come and say, Pastor, please pray. I'm not praying. I'm not praying any prayer. I'm not praying. Waste of time. Amen. You have the time now. You didn't make any move. You want to talk today. No, no, no. Tomorrow. You better make him. I'm I'm speaking to somebody now, if you've not realized. Uh (laughs) The ladies are excited. <laughs> Some people are texting them. You better, you hear what Pastor said. <laughs> I see the way you check me out. You better talk to me today. <laughs> so, the Holy Ghost wants to come in and dwell on the inside of us. You know something interesting that happens? As it is in the physical or in the natural, so it is in the spiritual, the Bible says. You know, when you look at the married couple that are truly married in every sense of the word, after a few years, they begin to look alike. Some young people are saying it's true. What do you know? 
<laughs> let's, let's ask the elders. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so you begin, you've just been married for five years, six years. It's true. You don't look like each other yet. You, you begin to look alike. You begin to behave alike. Mannerisms begin to align. Both the man picking up from the woman, the woman picking up from the man. Why? Because the two shall become one flesh. The consummation started on the night of the wedding or the afternoon of the wedding, whichever one. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You're single. <laughs> you shouldn't understand that joke, amen. <laughs> so, whenever it started, it started, amen. And then, but, <laughs> but it, it's supposed to be going deeper and deeper. And then after a few years, you now begin to see that you are looking alike. You are behaving alike. If you are genuinely, if you have genuinely received the Holy Ghost, there needs to be, there needs to have become a consummation. And we need to have started to see you looking like the Holy Ghost. Behaving like the Holy Spirit. What you used to do, you cannot do them anymore. It is why, when, when, when I'm privileged to get people saved, and to preach the gospel to them and they receive. I say, hey, don't try to go and start stopping things. No. Okay, what do I need to stop? Stop this. No, no, no. You're going in your own strength. Just receive the Holy Ghost. Be born again. Receive the Holy Spirit. And then go. And let's see how far you go. Continuing to smoke. Continuing to abuse substances. Let's see how far you go. Still living with someone you're not married to. And engaging sexually. Let's see how far you go. You get to a point where the conviction will be, will be so much that you will not even be able to handle it anymore. That's the Holy Spirit. Before you could get angry and just rip people's head without feeling remorse. Now you just get angry a little bit and the conviction is so strong on the inside of you. You're saying, what, what have you done? Why are you behaving like this? Go back and say you're sorry. And you never say you're sorry. People know you for that. You go back and say, um, <clears throat> you begin to look like the Holy Spirit. How do we receive the Holy Spirit? In those days, and I wrote this, documented this in the book, Now That You're Born Again, What Next? You see, first of all, you need to accept Jesus into your heart. You need to accept Jesus into your heart. How do you do that? By saying the sinner's prayer. Lord, I'm sorry. Everywhere I've sinned against you, please forgive me. Jesus, according to Romans 10.10, I acknowledge that you came in the flesh. You are the son of God. You died for my sins. And I accept you into my heart today. Become Lord of my life. Forgive me of all my iniquities. Any variation of that prayer, you're born again. It is that simple. Now, after that, some people remain in that state, but they don't receive the Holy Spirit. It's like watching television in black and white, black and white TV, compared to watching 3D TV. It's not the same. It's absolutely not the same. Now, how do we now receive the Holy Spirit? 
Number one way, somebody that is filled with the Holy Ghost can lay hands on you. Just like you can use your, your, the battery of your car to boost somebody else's battery. In the same way, a person, I'm not saying a church goer, I'm talking about someone that is on fire. If you don't know, you go to your pastor. And I'm saying this because we're speaking to all kinds of people all over the world, not just members of Cornerstone. You go to your pastor. Because you don't want, out of the abundance, you cannot give what you don't have. Some people, it's demons they have, and that's what they have to give. It's the spirit of anger, sexual immorality. They lay hands on you. That the struggles you never used to have, then the person now begins to have them. Laying on of hands. And that's what the apostles is. Like what we're reading. Can we continue to read that, please? Acts chapter 19. And then verse 3. You now see. Verse 3, please. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? Which means, what message did you hear? And they said, into John's baptism, which is baptism in water. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. Verse 6. And when Paul had laid hands on them, when Paul... An apostle had laid hands on them. The Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Many people are trying to do the work of God without the Holy Ghost. It would only lead to frustration. Frustration upon frustration upon frustration. (laughs) when he laid hands. So one way is the laying on of hands. Receive, not long prayers. Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. When he laid hands, not for one hour, not any tarrying meetings, not seeking meetings, not all those long things and say, wait there for six hours, seven hours. No, we are not waiting for the Holy Ghost anymore. He's already here on the earth. Lay none of hands, they receive the baptism. Number two way we can receive is what happened in the house of Paul and Cornelius. In Acts chapter 10, the Bible says that as Paul, as Peter, sorry, began to preach, the Holy Spirit came upon them. So that thing you feel inside you when you're hearing an anointed message and, and something is just moving on the inside of you. It's not a bad thing. That's the Holy Ghost coming upon you. If you don't know, you resist it. Suddenly you are fine. Suddenly you just began to feel that rush like you just wanted to just cry. That's the Holy Spirit. You just began to feel that That rush of just joy, just excitement out of nowhere, in quotes. That's the Holy Spirit. The Bible told us about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit means the evidence of the Spirit. How do you know the Spirit is here? Like someone's perfume, someone's fragrance. You know the perfume the person wears. So so when you got to a place, you were like, oh, Edgar was here. Or Jeremiah was here. Or precious was here. Why? Because you know, you, you know the scent of their fragrance. 
That's, that's what the fruit of the Spirit is. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness, goodness, all those wonderful things, and self-control. That's the fruit. Evidence that this thing you are seeing is the Holy Spirit. We don't discern the Holy Ghost with our mind. It is why someone said the new move of God, the only threat, the biggest threat to the new move of God is the past move of God. Why? Because the people that saw God move before, they are now, they've decided to be custodians of the old move of God. So when they see something new, they are not sure. They are trying to look, no, no, this is not how God led us. So we are not sure. But what we need to look for are the fruit of the Spirit. There's love here. Not only love, there's joy. There's peace. There's long-suffering. There's kindness. Look at the way they are when they're being attacked. This is not the devil. This is God. So you can receive by, like our sister said, one of the announcers, when she's working, she has the messages playing. What is she doing? It's just supplying the presence of the Holy Ghost into that atmosphere. But we're going to get there shortly, if we have time. Number three way of receiving the Holy Ghost is through prayer. And that's in Acts chapter 4, when Peter and the other disciples and John, when they were attacked by the, by the council, the Sanhedrin, what did they do? They went back to their brethren and they now began to pray. They began to pray. As they prayed, the Holy Ghost came upon them afresh. And then they began to prophesy. One thing that people need to realize is, you don't get baptized in the Holy Ghost only once. It is multiple times. In Acts chapter 2, they were baptized in the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 2, the same people, they were there in the upper room. The power of God came on them and they were filled. In Acts chapter 4, the very same people were filled again. It's not a one-time affair. No. It's not a one-time affair. Now, many times we don't know when this refilling is happening. As you, that's why you, you need to be around fellow believers. You're hearing the word. You're being filled afresh again. The spirit of power is being refreshed inside you. Boldness is being refreshed. Love is being refreshed. When you're hearing anointed songs, the power of the Holy Ghost is being refreshed. Regularly, if you're under authority, hands are being laid on you as the Holy Ghost leads or as, as he leads you, you are being refreshed. Holy Spirit. How do you know you have the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's the major way we'll focus on tonight or this afternoon. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What is in your heart is what will come out at the end of the day. A good tree cannot be a bad fruit. A bad tree cannot be a good fruit. It's impossible. Don't tell me this person has been saved for 10, 15 years. The years mean nothing. It's what comes out of the person. That's the evidence. Now, if you realize you genuinely love God, you want God, but what is coming out of you, your words are not. 
They step on your toes. It's just F this, F this, F-ing, 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 F-ing. That, the, the source of the F is not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that cannot be. It's a different thing to make that mistake once. But there's a difference between consistently being known as a supplier of Fs everywhere you go. That, 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 that's, that's not the Holy Spirit. You might be serving in any kind of team. It doesn't matter. As by their fruits, you shall know them. And what fruit is he talking about? The fruit of the Holy Ghost. You look at somebody. So, so, number one, out of the abundance of your heart. So, your mouth, what your mouth is saying. And for many people that are quiet, those that don't talk too much, what your mind is saying. Because you think you, you, you will let you off the hook. <laughs> I'm not going to talk. But what your, heart, what your heart is saying. What your heart is saying. And number two is a fruit of love. How do you know the Holy Ghost is inside is the fruit of love? I used to be extremely judgmental. I thought it was excellence. <laughs> Amen. And there are some people like that. You still think your judgmental nature is, I'm just excellent, you know. I like excellence. Excellence. You say it in a different voice. Amen. <laughs> it's a judgmental. Are you more excellent than Jesus? <laughs> you, you can spot mistakes from afar, and I can too. I can. <laughs> from afar, I can ego. Even before they make the mistake, I can predict the mistake because when <laughs> my wife knows. I look at the time already, no, you're going to be late. But I'm not already late. Have faith, have faith. I said, no. <laughs> There's no need for faith. <laughs> I can already see. There's no way you can do all these things in 10 minutes. Don't tell me I'm not a man of faith. <laughs> but, you see, when the Holy Ghost is moving in you, you see those things. Once in a while, you just, you know. <laughs> okay, let me leave our family secret. Amen. <laughs> My point is, it doesn't mean that you lose your excellence. But what we're saying is you'll, you'll be able to love people. You'll be able to have compassion on people. There's that thing on the inside that just makes you feel people's pain. Feel people's affliction. Where your prayer point is not just about you, 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 you alone. There's something that leaves you to add value to somebody else on a regular basis. You feel people's pain. That's the Holy Ghost. Especially people that don't look like you. Especially people that are not from your family. So you can love people even outside of your family. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. Now, to even take it a step further, you can even love the people that hate you with a passion. They, they hate you with a passion, but you love them. I heard the story of a missionary, a missionary group. They went to a tribe, I think the Amazonians. I think the Amazonians. I think. Don't quote me on that. The man 
There was a man that was the head of that missionary group. He was leading that expedition. The people they were going to did not speak English. There's no way they could interact with them. They were deep in the bush there in the forest, and they tried to make contact. The Brazilian government told them, hey, don't do that. These people are dangerous. They tried. And the first attempt they made, those people killed two of them. Pierced despair through, through their hearts. After they have fasted, after they prayed, they, I think they came, went from the Netherlands, if I'm not mistaken, the missionaries. They left everything and they went there. You think that that will make them just run away and say, you see, these people are evil, devilish, demonic people. If they had done that, people could have said, yeah, yeah. And one of them, it was her husband that was killed. And she just had a newborn baby. So she left, went to their country, but just felt that pull, pull to go back, to go back, to go back. So she went back to try to reach the same people that killed her husband. Eventually, God gave her grace. She was able to reach out to them. And she was the one that pioneered translating the Bible to their own language. Because she eventually lived, no, no, not her, her daughter, the one that was a little girl. So she went into their commune with her daughter. And they accepted them and began to understand them. And she learned their language, documented their language, and they now documented and now translated the Bible in their language. That can only be love. That's part of the evidence that the Holy Ghost is in a place. That's why when people come in here and you ask them, what did you sense? One of the number one things is love. Are there people that were trusting God to love each other? Of course. And you see that everywhere, including every family. But the Holy Ghost in this place will forbid anybody from keeping malice for a long time. You will know when you mistakenly send the text, I love you to that person. With the love of Jesus. <laughs> Don't go and be sneaking in, sliding into people's DMs. <laughs> Pastor said, I should tell you I love you. <laughs> Amen. The love of God. The Holy Ghost. Hmm. Number three. How do we know we are filled with the Holy Spirit? Power. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. And this is where we round up this morning or this afternoon. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So you don't have power. The Holy Ghost has not come upon you. If your employer tells you they have paid you and you go to your account, you refresh, you refresh, you refresh the page. There's nothing there. You call the employer. <laughs> I have worked. Where's my money? I've paid you. I don't, I'm looking at my account. I don't see the money there. It's not the thing of, okay, no, 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 the money is coming. No, no, no. You put it there. I don't see it. Okay, give it two or three days. This is one week. I don't see the money. Employer, pay me. You see, when the Holy Ghost, when the Bible says you shall receive power, and you look at yourself, and you know you don't have power, don't deceive yourself. 
The Holy Ghost has not come upon you. It's not a thing of faith. It's a reality. It's a reality. It's a reality. Micah chapter 3 verse 8. But I am full of power. I'm full of power. I'm full to be able to declare unto Israel, to declare unto Jacob their sins and their transgressions. I'm full of power. You cannot open your mouth to talk. Micah chapter 3 verse 8. You can't open your mouth to speak. There is no power. You don't have to fake something that can be real. But truly, I am full of power by the spirit of the Lord and of justice and might to declare to Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. The reason why you can't tell people, you can't confront people is there's no power. You're afraid. That's evidence that the Holy Ghost is not upon you. He is inside you, but he's not upon you. In John chapter 20, Jesus Christ breathed on his disciples and says, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. The same Jesus in Acts chapter 1 said, Wait in Jerusalem until he comes upon you. Which means there are two types of feelings. There's one that is inside you for direction, for building the fruit of the Spirit. And then there's one that comes upon you for service. So when I hear arguments in the body of Christ, okay, do you have to speak in tongues? It's a gift. It's not compulsory in some denominations. And I say, why are you? It's not all. It is and. It is and. It is both the gift and the fruit. And the evidence initially is speaking in tongues. You know there's no power. You are, you are. You feel like you are weak in the face of situations. There's no power. Lord, Holy Ghost, come upon me afresh. For some of us, because we are in the jungle and there are many predators, you need the feeling every day. Every day, your workplace is like a battleground. You need the feeling every day. Every day, every, like some of us in ministry, every day, every day. Lord, Holy Ghost, I need you again. I'm here again. I need you again. They are wolves. Lord, I need you. And every day, not, oh, I got it three years ago. One of the greatest men in ministry today has laid hands on my wife and I a few years ago in Israel. But still, Lord, I need more. Father, I need more. Because that was 2017. This is 2021. I'm full of power. And power is the ability to get things done. You can feel it. You can see it. You can see the result of it. There's wind and there's water. You can see water, but you can't see wind. But you can see the effect of wind. But they both have power based on the force that is pushing them. Now, what are some practical things? Number one, fellowship, communion. Don't fake it. Create time. Create time. What you do, don't create time for, you cannot grow in. Create time. Pastor, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Maybe you don't need four different jobs. Maybe let your fourth job be the Holy Ghost job. Maybe you need to quit one job and let that time be devoted to the Holy Spirit. 
Because that's, that's how you can ride on the wind of eagles. That's one of my secrets. The Holy Spirit. Like an eagle just waiting for the move of the wind. Where are you going? Where are you going? Oh, that's where you're going. And just aligning myself and just moving in a stress-free manner. Fellowship. That's what I want to leave you with this afternoon. Fellowship. Treat any distraction against your time as an enemy. Treat it as an enemy. Any distraction against your time with God as an enemy. As an enemy. Holy Spirit, I need you. I want you. It's a love affair. It's a love affair. I need you. I cannot do without you. You see all, the, all these other people, they can do without you. I don't know, but I, I cannot do without Jesus said, without you, I can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. Which means if you compare what he could do with what the Holy Ghost could do, you can't, there's no basis of comparison. Nothing. The Holy Spirit. You can read John chapter 14 when you get home. John chapter 16 when you get home. Breaking down other aspects, other advantages the Holy Spirit can bring into your daily lives. He can tell you where there will be traffic issues. And say, take a different route. I mean, it is multidimensional, but it starts with fellowship. I want to know you. Can you imagine a woman, or let's say even a man, going to a woman, and you know, before they got married, say, oh, hey, how much do you have? Oh, you're a millionaire? Okay, I want to marry you because of your money. Please, let's go and get married. That's what many of us do with God. The marriage is just for convenience, just for the benefits of it. You get some things because he's a loving father. My oldest brother shared his testimony at dad's uh, funeral. I think the service of songs when he was in school. And he went to dad to ask for, you know, uh, money for a textbook that did not exist. And, um, and dad knew the textbook didn't exist, but he just needed money, but he just gave him the money. After he graduated, then dad called him and said, that's money. This, on this particular day, he requested for this. Ah, but he didn't say anything. Yeah, I just knew you wanted money. I was hoping you'd have asked me, but I just, you want, I just gave it to you. Now that you've graduated, I want my money back. <laughs> I want my money back. <laughs> you see, God knows what we are looking for. He's a loving father. He just give us this one. is just coming to me because of what she can get or what he can get. He's a loving father. But, but let's go deeper than that. Now that you know, let's go deeper than that. God's, the advantages of God is way more than material things. The fellowship is beyond. You can never feel lonely when the Holy Ghost is upon you. You can have one million people around you and still feel lonely. But when you have a genuine relationship with God, never, never. If you are lonely, you don't have the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah. These are practical things. 
I'm not talking about faking prayer. Pray, pray. No, 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 no. Like when you are reading the word and the Holy Ghost begins to take you down the rabbit holes, the good rabbit holes, trust me, you will not want to come out. Your alarm will go off. You have to go to work. Ah, three hours already? Oh, my goodness. One hour already? 30 minutes already? That's fellowship. Please rise up to your feet this afternoon. There's never enough time. There's never enough time. A time is coming where we'll have a meeting for a select few by the grace of God and we're just there talking until there's nothing else to say at that time. Like in the case of Paul, you fall asleep, you wake up, we're still talking. You go and eat, you come back, we're still talking. Uh, Because there are certain things that we need to position ourselves in so we can move in an accelerated way. The good news is this morning God was giving me details about the third service by the grace of God and the direction that we're going to be going. The only reason why God is doing this is because he cares about you. That's the only reason. If we didn't have a second service, some would have gone home and be engaging in some things that only God knows what. It's because he cares about you. Please talk to God in prayer. All I need you to just pray is, Holy Spirit, help me to know you more. Help me to know you more. Help me to know you more. Some say you're a bird, some say you're wind, some say you're water, some say you're fire. Help me to know you more. Help me to know you more. Help me to know you more. He can take your personality and walk with you within your own personality. Lord, help me to know you more. I want to know you more. I want to know you. Introduce yourself to me in the course of the day, in the course of the night. Father, introduce yourself to me through the Holy Ghost in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. You're here this afternoon and you're not born again. I'd love to pray with you very quickly. Just raise up your hand if you're not born again. You love to give your heart to Jesus. You love to make him the Lord of your life. I'd love to pray with you right now. Just lift up your hand with boldness, with confidence in the mighty name of Jesus. Today is your day. Praise God. Anybody like that here this morning or this afternoon? You want to give your heart to Jesus? Just raise up your hand and I'll pray with you right there where you are. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name, Lord. Perhaps you have people online that want to say that prayer. Please repeat after me and say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart today. I pray that you would receive my spirit and forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me from every unrighteousness. From today, I make a bold declaration by accepting you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and help me to live a life that pleases you now and forevermore. Amen. Please go on our website if you pray that prayer, cccghq.org, and you go to the salvation tab and then you go to the new life in Christ menu item and please click on it and fill out the form. We'd love to hear from you. Praise God. The good news is we're working on our own app, cccg app. Praise God. Hallelujah. And it's going to be ready in the next few days or weeks. It's been tested and things are, you know, 
Um, so, so you can, it, it's a non-stop shop for so many things. Uh, you can book meetings from the app directly. Um, you know, right now, just my, um, uh, pastor and I, you can submit questions for Ask Pastor East on Slido directly through the app. You can connect to all the messages and so many wonderful things. You can even request a ride as well through the app as well. And so many things that we're putting on there. Uh, 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 currently, we're working on the testimony bank on the website and also on the app where you can, if you're looking for a healing testimony, you can just, you know, put healing there and you see all the healing, some healing testimonies. And if you select it again to show you other healing testimonies again, just to build our faith. So God is moving us from glory to glory. Uh, once it's ready, praise God, hallelujah. Amen. Once it's ready, we'll let us know everybody we get it. You know, so that's what will be, that'll be the main place, the hub for everything that we're doing by the special grace of God. Amen. Now make declarations concerning your week. Speak life into this week in the precious name of Jesus. Tell God you want to win souls this week. Tell him you want open doors so you can be a blessing to others. Tell him to activate the bowels of mercy on the inside of you for the dying world in the name of Jesus. Tell him to send you on errands, on love errands. Tell him, Father, use me as an agent to disseminate your love to this world in the name of Jesus. In Jesus, mighty name we have prayed. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this afternoon. Holy Spirit, we thank you for introducing yourself to us again. Thank you because you sparked something in our spirit. And I know that the search will continue on in the mighty name of Jesus. As we go today, Father, please go with us. Make the Holy Ghost real to us day after day in the name of Jesus. May we never be disconnected. And like David prayed, please, Lord, take not, do not take the Holy Ghost from us in the mighty name of Jesus. As we go, I pray that you go with us. Make the crooked places straight. I come against every appointment of death in the name of Jesus. Every attempt of slumping, losing your life, I come against it in the name of Jesus. Father, please go with us. Guide us and lead us to everlasting streams of grace and living waters. Every time you open the word, may you receive revelations in the precious name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, we worship you, and we adore you. As we go, Father, I pray that you make us agents for disseminating your love in the mighty name of Jesus and bring us back again in the course of the week as we continue this wonderful journey of being rooted in love. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Father. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let me hear you say this. I am blessed and highly favored. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I see myself going higher. 
I see myself going higher. I see myself going higher. In the mighty name of Jesus. I have angelic protection. I do not walk alone. I do not sleep alone. I do not work alone. In the name of Jesus. I come against every oppression of evil around me. I speak life into my domain. I speak life into my home. I speak life into my body. In the name of Jesus. I decree everyone that has lost the will to live. May the Lord supply that will to you now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, and blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let us share the grace together, one to go. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Very quickly, I want to encourage each and every one of us to pick a day this week to fast. Just one day. Alright? Those that believe they have an apostolic gifting, you make sure you read Genesis chapter 1 and that should be the line of your meditation and prayer. Those that believe that they have the teaching grace upon their lives, make sure you read Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6 and chapter 7. And you meditate along those lines and pray. Those in the evangelistic office, Acts chapter 13, you meditate on that and pray in that direction. Those with the pastoral gifting in the pastoral office, Acts chapter 20, Acts chapter 20, you can go back to the message if you missed anything I've said. Acts chapter 20, you meditate along those lines and you pray. Those in the prophetic, Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10. Meditate and pray along those lines. Why did I say that? Because I see God sharpening his giftings upon every one of us. And, and that's what he has said should be done. If you don't know what office you fall under, um, go back to the message. And this part, whichever of the offices just touched you, just use that passage in prayer. Okay? God will meet you at the point of your knowledge and your understanding. Um, and he will supply you the grace that you need. Praise God. I believe that is clear enough. Praise God. Let's share the grace together. We already did that. No? Yes? Yes? Okay. Let's do it again. <laughs> May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Tell your neighbor God bless you. I love you. Have a wonderful week. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen and receive the fresh word of God. Before you leave, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not born again, I, Pastor Ibukun Adewusi, would love to pray with you. If you're ready to give your life to Christ right now, 
simply say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God and I believe you died for me on the cross of Calvary. I know I am a sinner and today I come to you to forgive me of all my sins and to make me a brand new creation. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and making me born again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Congratulations, you are now born again. Please reach out to us on cccghq.org slash save and fill out the form completely so that we can send you wonderful materials to help you grow on your new walk with Christ. Congratulations once again. We love you and God bless you.